Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Journey Podcast, bonus episode number one, VMworld 2018 US edition. Normally, we join you every week to talk IT career, uh, news, and opinions based on our points of view, but uh, this time we're reacting specifically to our experiences at VMworld US in Vegas. I'm your host, as always, John White, at VJourneyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great, John. I want to make sure everyone knows we are both VMware solution engineers looking to bring you the career advice we wish we'd been given earlier in our careers. Hopefully, our career discussions will be relevant across disciplines and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. Great. That uh, opening's still working for you, Nick. Yeah. Even in the bonus round. Even in the bonus round. The iterations continue. The iterations continue. Great. So our topics today, we're going to be talking about our experiences at VMworld, what it was like to be there. Uh, We're going to be talking about conference announcements in general. As an IT generalist or even a specialist, uh, what is it? Why would you pay attention to uh, major tech vendors' announcements that they make at their uh, user conference. Um, not just VMware at VMworld, but Microsoft or, or Amazon or Oracle or wh- whomever you use as a uh, major uh, technology vendor. And then finally, we're going to be talking about how we uh, saw other people use VMworld as a networking experience, um, what they did, uh, and uh Kind of celebrating, you know, the the good parts of of what we saw and and what we learned. So, with that in mind, topic number one: our VMworld experiences. Uh, Nick, this was your first VMworld as an employee, correct? Yes, sir. First one on the dark side. <laughs> and last year was your first VMworld ever, so yep. uh, that's kind of a a unique experience to go back to back first one ever. And then first one as an employee. I've seen it from both sides through the same pair of eyes. Pretty interesting. The differences. Yeah. What, what were those differences? So, you know, you, you go as a customer and your schedule can be whatever you'd like it to be. Go to sessions, network with peers, go to the solutions exchange. When you're an employee, it's really more about meeting with customers and, getting the general vibe of how people feel about the technology, about the announcements, what are they excited about? And I I mean, I had 17 different meetings while I was there. So I got to talk to a lot of different customers about various technologies in the portfolio, you know, what, what they were excited about, what they were challenged with, what they were working on. And it was, it was really interesting to get their viewpoint. You know, it's not exactly the same as, as maybe networking with a fellow customer, but very similar you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So, um, more structured, um, you, you not in charge of your schedule as much as you were as a customer. And a lot of the, the people that you're networking with, um, you're, you're placing more of an emphasis on the customers that you already have, as opposed to expanding that out to people that you don't necessarily know. Right getting to know some customers maybe that I have never talked to. 
Oh yeah. That's a, that's an amazing use of your time actually. Um, uh, in, in my, uh, on my side of the fence, that would almost never happen. I'll, I mean, we might've talked on, on the phone or, or a zoom session or something like that. Uh, but, um, it wouldn't be the first time that I'd ever met them, you know? Right. And in the segment that I'm in, you know, we have thousands of customers and as a field team, it's, it's hard to go and touch them all. So yeah. It, yeah. But it's nice to get to know new faces and most everyone was happy to meet me, you know? Oh, great. We have a VMware representative and sure you're the engineer, but we're happy to meet you. We'd love to talk further. <laughs> sure. You're the engineer, but <laughs> that's too funny. I, um, Actually, I actually wrote a blog for the first time in a long time in preparation for, for going to VMworld. I, I wrote a, um, important things to remember to pack and then important things to remember not to pack. Um, and it, it was, it was, I'm really glad that I did it, but there was a couple of things that I, I forgot. Um, I forgot to, uh, mention sunglasses and lip balm and, uh, I actually took the sunglasses, but I just forgot to write about it. And I definitely didn't forget. I forgot about lip balm until I got to Las Vegas and it was so dry and so hot. And I was, uh, my lips are cracking. I had to spend $5 at a hotel, um, gift shop for a lip balm. Cause everything cost $5 in hotel gift shops Wait, in Vegas. On, I have to stop you. I need to know on behalf of all of our listeners, do you wear your sunglasses at night? <laughs> uh wow how old are you that you would know that reference 37 i mean okay man. yeah all right <laughs> was it bright in the now casinos it, or yeah it was i mean it was bright in the bus ride to the casinos i mean it was uh it was pretty intense the the sunglasses might not have been as important but man that lip balm when I got it, that there was just a, an extra sigh of relief there. My lips were sighing. No, that doesn't really make any sense. But uh, I was definitely sighing, sighing with relief. There you go. So uh, I don't know how important um, lip balm is going to be in San Francisco next year, but uh, I would pack it just in case, rather than spending five dollars at the hotel. Although I guess in San Francisco you're going to have more access to like corner stores and bodegas or Seven Elevens uh, just around the city where you can buy that stuff. But um, you actually got to go to a session on on NSX or something like that. Is that yeah. right? I did get to go to a couple sessions. One was on Horizon troubleshooting. That was interesting. But there was one on NSX advanced use cases with VMware Cloud on AWS. A lot of different ways to use it if you're going to migrate to VMware Cloud on AWS to to get that service to work with your on-premises environment. They went through a number of different examples of, of how you could get there. And I don't claim to have understood 100% all of it, but it was a great session that I would highly recommend people go back and watch. And we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Yeah, that's, I think maybe it's what's really interesting about VMware's approach is that everything was available within, it seemed like 24 or 48 hours of the, the show being over. I, I got this alert and it was like, hey, um, all the recordings have been available for many days now. 
And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) For some reason, I thought they were going to, they weren't going to put those things on until after Barcelona, um, because some of the sessions are actually going to be repeating in Barcelona. But that was not the case. They were out. Watch them. Go watch them now. I was, I don't know. Do do other companies do that? I, I just can't imagine that they do. You know, I went to the Epicor conference a few years ago, and I, I wish that they had, but they did not. I don't remember hmm. if when Microsoft's conference was TechEd, and I got to go to that one a while back. I can't remember if they recorded them or not. It was so long ago that it was called TechEd. Mm-hmm. That was before Ignite. Got it. Actually, I don't know. I don't think I ever knew Microsoft's conference name. That's maybe a, a blind spot on my side. Um, did you get to go to the one where uh, uh, Steve Ballmer yelled, developers, 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 developers? Or was that a developer conference? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was working a booth on behalf of Spiceworks at the conference most of the time. So. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's cool. I got to go to Amanda Blevins' uh, session. Um, I don't know if she did more than one, but the one I went to was about happiness and career. Uh, highly recommended. Um, we should probably maybe save talking about that to uh, to a full episode. I just found it extremely powerful, and it covered a lot of the information that we've kind of been saying about how to plan out your career and 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 steps to take to move it forward and and really kind of pay attention to it as something that's that's an important thing um but she also had to take on you know what makes you happy and that was an important aspect of uh, of her talk so um we'll put the link to the uh the session as well oh and and one thing i noticed um i'm pretty bad at networking with nerd famous people I did not know that until uh, VMworld, this this VMworld. Um, all of my n- nerd famous networking was accidental. Like I sat down at a random table and I, or I, actually I didn't sit down. I just asked the person if it was okay, if uh, we could share the table. And he's like, sure, absolutely. And then he said, hey, uh, your last name's White. And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, mine too. And I looked over, it was Michael White. He's a, a PM with Veeam. So uh, I knew who he was. I just didn't recognize him and, and realize that it was him uh, that I was asking to sit down with. And uh, we chatted for a while. Um, and then I, while I was sitting there, I went, oh, wow, that's, I think that's uh, John Arashid over there. Uh, he's, you know, VCDX number one. And Michael goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's him. And he goes, he just stands up and he goes, hey, John. What's going on? And he just walks over. I guess they're really good friends. And so that's how I got to meet uh, John. Arashid, I think, is how he actually pronounces his name. Um, But contrast that with, uh, I actually meant to, I I didn't have a list of people that I intended to meet. But um, when I got there, I saw Rebecca Fitzhugh um, by the VMware communities, the VMTN area and i think she and the the rubric team had done some kind of uh um session uh in the brown bag area or the code area or maybe they were just hanging out and i was like oh yeah I, i'll definitely walk over and meet rebecca Fitzhugh. and then i didn't i just sat there so shame uh, on you shame on me you were actually on a v all stars 
uh, experience, weren't you? You had a some kind of your your mug was on a card deck. Did you did you have people approach you because of that? So the rubric team last year they started this V All Star trading card thing with a bunch of people that are very active in the community. And somehow this year I was on one of those cards. And so, you know, my mug is cartoonized on there and they, you had to answer a couple questions on the back about your tech superpower. Just for the record, mine is making every software upgrade version upgrade seamless. Because <laughs> that's just how it should be. Right. But yeah, that was really interesting. You know, you could go over to the rubric booth and they, they'd give you a pack of cards. You could trade them with, with different people for the the ones that you wanted. And they were kind enough to give me one with my face on it. One person actually asked me to sign the card and I just kind of thought, are you serious? You, you want me to sign the card? Oh, okay, sure. But, <laughs> but cool. Totally humbled and, and honored to, to be on one of those cards. Well, it's your rookie card, right? So absolutely have to save that in my uh, album. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I I just realized um my, my uh nightmare scenario was having my uh client execs uh both schedule customer dinners on the same night. Um so I I tried to make sure that they put it on the calendars. Um so it didn't happen, but it did happen. So I had to do two dinners in the same night and I had to pick one. <laughs> it was uh I don't know how if that happened to you too, but uh that was not what I wanted. I did not get double booked, but I'm actually wondering. I just figured you were going to say that you had to eat twice and you were really full that night. Nope. <laughs> A lot of good dinners, though, uh, especially the one at the Prime Rib Loft. Ah, that's uh, it's too bad we're not going back to Vegas because that that was turning into a little uh, little tradition between the two of us. At least you know we did it twice in a row. Yep. So um. That was uh, that was good. If you're ever in Vegas, go to the Prime Rib Loft at the New Orleans Resort. Pretty good. Yeah, it was it was pretty tasty, pretty reasonable. Um, and uh, I think that uh, I want to say that it's not it's not like one of the like fancier Vegas uh, places to eat. You know, um, it's not a you know famous name chef, so. You're, it's not a uh, cheap, but it's also not, you know, a hundred dollar person meal. So I just, I realized, I think at the end of the show that I didn't really get to walk through the solutions exchange. Um, and I was wondering if you had an opportunity to do much of that. I, I think I was really just, um, walking customers through it, um, to very specific meetings, like oh, we're going to go meet the tech marketing manager for this product, this VMware product. That person happens to be at the booth. So we're walking through ex- solutions exchange. But otherwise, I didn't get a lot of chance to do that. Well, you're supposed to go to the solutions exchange to fill up your swag bag that you brought with you to carry on the plane home. I mean, I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was the number one thing to do. I, I didn't really get much swag this year, but I, I really like going through the solutions exchange and looking going and talking to the vendors i've never heard of you know and ah. what what does this company do and what what problems do their products solve and is this something i could use for my business is this a 
you know, an area where I need to learn more about within the ecosystem. I think it's kind of fun just to go out there and, and learn about those companies. I don't have any great examples in particular this year because I didn't spend a lot of time in the solutions exchange, but there are a lot of vendors there. You know, they're, pretty sure there was a startup area where smaller companies trying to get their name out there that you could go and take a look at. Hmm. I do remember last year I went to a couple different SD-WAN companies and I tried to understand what SD-WAN was for. Um, but it didn't leave like a super deep impression on me. And um, I think I only figured it out this year after VMware bought VeloCloud. It's amazing the things we do when we have to. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is not relevant to my life. (laughs) Oh, now it is. (laughs) There were some companies in there that were advertising different functionalities with blockchain. That was the first time I had seen that. And I don't remember the names of them, but I specifically remember that kind of offering. Oh, that's really interesting. Why don't we talk about the announcements at big conferences, not necessarily the announcements that we saw at VMworld. That's, you know, not really our thing. We're not, you know, um, like a, a VMware exclusive uh, podcast or really more about career. So maybe we could talk about how the IT practitioner could approach the types of announcements that come out of these big conferences. Uh, why would they even pay attention? You know what I mean? Yeah, why go to the general session? It's going to be recorded, or, John. <laughs> well, even if you're not at the conference at all, why would you pay attention to what's going on with, you know, a major vendor of yours? Like if you, um, and I'll just use a VMware example here. If you if you use vSphere, it's working great. Um, VMware is having their conference. You uh, didn't get to go this year, but why would you even pay attention to what's going on in the, in the VMware world anyway, you know, vSphere works great. Hypervisor works great. What else is, what else do I care about? Maybe there's some new functionality in the next version that you might use or care about, or it solves an additional problem that you might be needing to solve in your environment. Yeah. I, I think you're onto something there. There's, there's something about, you know, me knowing my problems as a practitioner versus the vendor who has probably seen a bunch of different types of scenarios and seen a bunch of different people and seen more problems that people are trying to solve. And maybe they're solving a problem that I don't know that I have. And uh, paying attention to what they're doing helps me, you know, do my job better just because of that one thing. Yeah, that's that's something to think about. And are is this an industry wide trend that is continuing? Like, is is a particular line of business using this technology more and more? And if I'm in that line of business and I'm not using it, am I falling behind and not taking advantage of something that could, you know, increase profits, revenue for my company? Yeah have better quality service. Yeah, there's a number of, th- of needles that you could move for your organization if you pay attention. So so maybe that's important. Um, maybe at a more basic level, 
I'm wondering about just paying attention to the vision that a major vendor has of the industry. You know, that's one thing that I've noticed is that the big vendors kind of try to become visionaries in the industries and they try to point the direction, hey, this is the direction that we see the industry moving in. Because we see all these different kinds of problems, we kind of categorize them into themes and then we try to have solutions that solve problems along those themes. Now, they might have that vision and maybe something that's important to me as a practitioner is seeing whether that vision jives with what I'm experiencing in my organization. So that could be an important thing too. I don't know. It's, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is the trend, at least from VMware's perspective, away from just VDI. You know, the the joke was always, you know, is this the year of VDI, right? And it was always, always, maybe next year is the year of VDI. But it's transformed uh, or moved away from that direction and become a little bit more about digital workspace and the fusion between, you know, um, maybe all end user solutions, like uh, whether it's a desktop management or mobility management or application management or application performance management, you know, all those things kind of are important to end users that are consuming technology from an IT department or from their company. So, you know, managing that as a solution becomes an important kind of vertical market within the IT department. Um, And that's a trend that um, I kind of didn't see coming until, you know, a major vendor conference when, you know, that was kind of hammered in and I went, oh yeah, that is true. That is kind of what's happening. And it, I should have seen that coming, um, but it really kind of took somebody else to point out that theme to me. So um, whether or not that theme jives with, you know, any individual, I think it's kind of important to pay attention to the themes that these vendors are talking about and seeing. And that may also prompt you to think and say, oh, wow, that that really is catching on. I don't really know much about that. So maybe I should learn more about it. You know, even if it's not something I can immediately use at my business today, I should know something about that so that I'm staying current in the industry and I'm more relevant to not only my company, but the next one that I want to go and work for. Yeah, it's very true. Even within your organization, if you're not planning on moving, um, a lot of times the you know technologists are are looked to uh, to solve problems all of a sudden, right? Hey, uh, by the way, this is becoming important. Do you have any ideas about what we could do? So, a big part of the job of the the IT practitioner is to stay educated within the industry and say, you know, this trend is important. This trend seems like it's more about hype and buzzwords than it is about actual solutions. Um, And I don't know, it's probably not fair, but I would say, you know, for example, blockchain seems to be a little bit more on the hype side than on the actual like practical enterprise solution side right now. And maybe that'll change over time. But if somebody came to me and I was a practitioner, I would, you know, and they said, hey, should we be using blockchain? Then, you know, they're expecting me to have an opinion on that you know, whether your opinion is my opinion or not, you know, they are expecting an opinion and that's part of the job. Right. And my opinion is definitely not your opinion because this is the year of the Linux desktop, not VDI. Oh, the year of the Linux desktop. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm totally, 
I'm all about that uh, Mint Linux life. Absolutely. Um, what else? Um, I I feel like there, you know, there's a bunch of things that you know, as a practitioner, you could learn and, and stay relevant, and 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 it's something that I wish I did a little bit more of. Um, I wish I'd gone to more. Uh, industry specific stuff when I was a practitioner, you know, I was uh, working for a wholesale distributor. So I went to one wholesale distribution general conference where, you know, a bunch of different vendors are talking about things. And then I went to the the major ERP and warehouse management solution vendors conference uh, two or three times. And, and they were all valuable. It was all super, super helpful. Um, and I just wish that I had uh, paid attention more. Yeah, I would agree with that. Sometimes you'll find, you know, uh, an industry specific panel and a bunch of customers talking about how, all right, the industry trends are X, Y, Z. And we were able to confront those with technologies ABC in these ways. And then if you're in that industry, you can get a lot of value from it. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and sometimes, you know, I, I definitely remember listening to those panels and they're like, of course, we all have problem X, Y, Z. And I would be like, oh, geez, maybe we do. But I don't even know what they're talking about right now. Um, and and maybe that's just, you know, circling back to, you know, there's problems out there that the people have identified and put names to and built philosophies around that you might not even be aware of. And you're just more valuable as an individual and as a practitioner if you kind of get clued into those things and, and hear about them. And, and part of it, again, is just kind of categorizing those into, you know, is this mostly hype? Is this, you know, an actual solution? Um, you know, is there a family of companies all providing solutions around this theme? Or, um, you know, is it kind of a stable, like uh, every everybody uses something like this yet? Or is it, uh, or is it early, early on in the life cycle? So. Right. And depending on what you do day to day, you know, maybe you have, you look at the sessions available at the conference through the lens of your training plan, then hopefully you have, and some of the adjacent areas to, to what your full focus is. And maybe you don't make all your sessions be about your primary focus. You go look at some of those adjacencies and it gives you a little more exposure to those areas for a better understanding of the ecosystem of technologies that your team is supporting. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's such a good point uh, to kind of um, build your conference schedule, you know, make it a point to pay attention, then make a point to go and then make it a point to build your schedule around um, not just the things that are, you know, as you said, just not just the stuff that, you know, is immediately relevant, but the, the kind of things that are around, you know, nibbling around the edges that you might not be aware of that, you know, you need to be aware of possibly, or at least evaluate and expose yourself to, to, to figure out whether it's a problem that you need to solve. Nice. Cool. Do you want to move on to the last topic that we have? Absolutely. Your people watching adventure, John White unplugged. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to experience this. Um, maybe a little bit more than you did. Um, I was spending more time in the the village than I thought that I would um, just to meet, other, meet my customers. It was a really 
convenient place to meet my customers um, and, you know, take them over to Solutions Exchange. So um, I got to hang out there and I got to run into people that, you know, um, I knew beforehand. And I realized that, you know, people had <laughs> made it a point to reach out to us specifically to, you know, network with us. And and I realized, oh, well, you know, people have these entire um, agendas of professional networking that they're building out, uh, lists of people that they intended to meet. Like, um, I think it was Al-Rashid who had, I, I want to say he said that he had 100 people. Maybe I should have reached out to him to, to confirm that before uh, putting, putting it on tape. But I, th- I think he said something like that. It was just a number that was like three or four times larger than um, I thought that he was going to say like, you know, a list of people that, you know, I want to meet. And I was like, oh yeah, I could maybe stretch that to 20. And, you know, it was just such a large number. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, it's amazing that you would, you know, come up with a list like that and then, you know, methodically work through it. And, you know, at the same time, go to sessions. It, it was just really um, inspiring to see that people were using, um, this opportunity that, you know, all these people that they know and, and interact with uh, on Twitter or through blogs, uh, listen to podcasts, you know, they, they just had, you know, a, a list of people that were, they were uh, methodically working through and, and meeting and interacting with really inspiring. And it's kind of interesting how that works. You know, you intend to meet somebody that you believe to be well-known in the community and you stop them and say, Oh, you're so-and-so, you know, you're John White. <laughs> I know who you are and you know, it gets you excited because well, someone knew who you were and that person is excited to meet you and it doesn't have to be a long interaction, but Oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's chat for a bit or, you know, keep in touch. Feel free to reach out. That can oftentimes be the start of, you know, some good communication and conversations about anything and everything. Definitely. I mean, now that I think about it, that's how you and I met. Pretty much. It hadn't occurred to me until just now. Yeah, because if memory serves, I saw your name badge and I'm like, okay, you're John White. I know who you are. You commented on that post that helped me a ton and thank you. And then we sat down and chatted and what, three hours later, the party was over. <laughs> That's right. I, I immediately recognized you because your your face looked exactly like your... um um, face and, uh, your profile picture, but, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Professional networking. Do it guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, I think it was uh, Tony Gonzalez who, uh, won a, uh, a ticket at the last second from a vendor, you know, um, managed to book a flight like within, within seven days, uh, to Vegas and it wasn't, wasn't completely unreasonable, managed to find a place to stay, went to, to VM world for the first time. Uh, Tony's, I think one of the leaders at the Denver V mug and, uh, man, watching that guy just, you know, fearlessly walk up to, to introduce himself to, and meet people. And, uh, you know, it, it was just super inspiring. Same as Al. Um, and I was like, man, I, I need to do that more often. Um, especially after I didn't, uh, say hello to Rebecca Fitzhugh. I'm just going to punish myself for, uh, for doing that. Maybe next year. 
Yeah, maybe I won't wait that long. <laughs> there were also some really good events for networking. Uh, you know, we both went to the VM Underground event, the opening acts. There's an organization called VM Underground, and each year at VMworld, they put on something called Opening Acts that's completely community organized. And they had a series of panel sessions that I thought were quite good this year. And that was really an opportunity to to listen to some very real and candid feedback from fellow community members about things they're doing, problems they're having, and how, how their company sees technology and organizational challenges. And, you know, it really prompted a lot of side conversations with panelists and other people around about, you know, hey, what do you do? Here's what I do. Can you help me? Can I help you? A lot of friendships are formed that way. Definitely. But there was a lot of a lot of networking going on at that one. It was really good topics too. Um, non-traditional topics. So I think the panel discussion that really kind of jumps out at me was the one around uh, burnout in IT, which was you know kind of something that set the uh, the Twitter sphere, uh, the virtual Twitter sphere, and the blogosphere on on fire a, a few months back, and. Um, you know, that was a really powerful discussion that, you know, it just kind of gave me some uh, IT flashbacks to some uh, some uh, implementations gone bad <laughs> that I experienced uh, in my career. And uh, I was like, man, you know, like the, this is a really I, I remember we, we talked about it. I forgot on on which episode, but, you know, it's this is a really real, a real thing that you need to really be careful of. Um, maybe it's a future episode. Maybe we haven't released it yet. Not sure. <laughs> but we can <laughs> definitely put a, a link in the show notes to the different panel sessions of VM Underground because they posted the recordings. There was one on tips for multi-cloud success that was also pretty interesting. And, you know, where a lot of people are using more cloud solutions than they like to acknowledge and, it's not always easy to move from one to the other and presents a number of challenges that aren't necessarily just technology challenges. So I, I found that one nice. We ended up missing, I ended up missing the first one because I got there a little bit later than I wanted to, but good yeah, stuff. For yeah, sure. same. And I think I had meetings later on, so I didn't get to go back for the party, but um, highly recommend VM Underground, the opening acts. No, but one thing I will say, you know, is if you didn't get the chance to network with John at VMworld, you still have that opportunity because you can sign up for the John White School of Mentoring at any time. If you want to tweet or DM at Nerd Journey, I would be happy to talk to you about pricing and packaging. It looks like we already have a taker on that. So bring it on. I am happy to provide you with some of John's time for some of your money. Ah, uh, geez. I can, I can teach you through my, my experiences and my failures, how, how not to network uh, with nerd famous people. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think that is all we had for that segment. Uh, unless there's anything that you uh, remembered along the line. I don't think so. Just a reminder, we, we definitely want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple podcast or wherever you're listening we want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter at Nerd Journey. 
All right. Farewell, listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White at VJourneyman for Nick Cordy at NetworkNerd underscore signing off. Adios. I'm John White at VJourneyman for Nick Cordy at NetworkNerd underscore signing off. This is where you say adios. Adios.